Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Wednesday. It is 6 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. We've got May corn futures up seven and a half at 7.33 and three quarters. December corn up five and a half at 6.58 and a quarter. May soybeans up five and a half cents at 16.48 and a half. November beans up eight cents at 14.56 and a half. May Chicago wheat down seven at 10.08 and a half last trade now. May Kansas City wheat down five and a quarter at 10.19 and a quarter. May spring wheat is down five at 10.38. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. All of those things will help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service, guys. I send my subscribers a ton of information every single business day. My morning email goes out before 6 a.m. Central. Uh, my subscriber-only videos are sent out at midday every single day. Uh, all my grain marketing recommendations, weather info. I did two different subscriber-only videos yesterday. One of them uh, was in regard to options and uh, option hedge ideas uh, in regard to old crop corn, new crop corn, old crop beans, new crop beans. I talked about wheat also. I laid out uh, several different strategies and ideas, just my general thoughts on uh, maybe the best course of action in regard to using options uh, when it comes to hedging these markets. Um, you know, the vast, vast majority, guys, of my newsletter subscribers, they are not brokerage customers of mine. So I, I lay out what I believe are the best ideas. There's no sales pitch here. This is just uh, my personal thoughts on how these options should be used. And then I did a follow-up video uh, just regarding uh, headlines and uh, the stuff we saw come out of Ukraine and Russia yesterday, which undoubtedly moved the markets. And that brings me to my first news item today. So Russia said yesterday that it would scale down military operations around the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. This news was announced very early yesterday morning. It was right before 7 a.m. Central, I believe. So we saw some very drastic market volatility as a result of that. Grain markets fell sharply. Energy markets fell sharply. The equity markets kind of continued their rally. Russia's deputy defense minister said this yesterday, a decision was made to radically, by a large margin, reduce military activity in the Kiev and Cherniv directions. Uh, Russia has started, apparently, to move small numbers of troops away from positions around Kiev, although the Pentagon says that this is more of a repositioning than a withdrawal. Um, a Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby, said this, it does not mean that the threat to Kiev is over. Uh, so, and uh, President Biden and also Secretary of State Anthony Blinken kind of mirrored those comments from the Pentagon. Biden said that he won't read anything into the claims until he sees what the actions are. Um, uh, Anthony Blinken said kind of the same thing. So, you know, whether or not they they actually do withdraw some troops from Kiev, I'm I'm not too sure about. Uh, one thing that uh, concerns me, of course, when it comes back to supply and demand for grains would be, you know, the future of farming in Ukraine over the next couple of months. Um, even if there is a withdrawal, are they able to harvest a winter wheat crop? Are they able to plant corn crop? Is fuel available? Is fertilizer available? Um, all of those things. When it comes to the markets and yesterday's action, 
you got to keep in mind that there's a tremendous amount of speculative um, speculative money floating around in these markets, and the speculative money is is skittish. So when they see a headline like this, if you're a large speculator or a small speculator, and I think there's a lot of both involved in these markets right now, uh, you are headed for the exits when you see a headline like this. You just don't want to stick around to find out if this is the real deal or not. So I think that's what we saw yesterday. The knee-jerk reaction was for uh, the large speculator, uh, the, the speculative length in these markets to exit. Uh, was that the correct move? I don't know. We did see a little bit of a recovery late yesterday, and we've got a recovery uh, here this morning also in some of these markets. This next story is, is very interesting, and I apologize if I go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Russia wants to be paid in rubles for its oil, grain, and metals. Russia's top lawmaker warned the European Union today that it would have to pay in rubles if it wanted access to Russian natural gas. He cautioned that oil, grain, metals, fertilizer, coal, and timber exports could also be priced similarly. It is not clear when such a move could become official, although it raises, uh, without a doubt, some concern regarding currencies in general. Uh, when it comes to crude oil, the international sale of crude oil has essentially been standardized in U.S. dollars since 1974. At that time, the U.S. made an agreement with Saudi Arabia and other OPEC member countries. Uh, this is kind of what they call the petrodollar system, where, where U.S. dollars and crude oil are, are exchanged for each other uh, essentially around the world. And this, uh, in the eyes of some people, is a threat to the U.S. currency. Some people might even argue that the U.S. dollar is backed by oil uh, as a result of this currency system. So is that system in jeopardy? Uh, that's a question. Here's a very interesting comment from Russia's former president uh, that he made yesterday. The world is waking up. Confidence in reserve currencies is melting like a morning fog. Abandoning the dollar and the euro as the world's main reserves no longer looks like a fantasy. He went on to say that crazy politicians in the West had sacrificed the money of their taxpayers on the altar of an unknown victory in Ukraine. The era of regional currencies is coming, he said. This is incredibly interesting to me. Um, I think that, um, to go back, 13 years, 14 years. In 2008, 2009, when we bailed out the banks here in this country, I think that we kind of opened Pandora's box in terms of the U.S. dollar and its integrity. Uh, we bailed out the banks. We printed trillions and trillions of dollars in the name of COVID. I still don't know where all of that money went. Um, the people in this country, uh, the U.S. oligarchs, uh, the lobbyists, the big businesses, uh, people in Congress, uh, they have made themselves filthy rich as the result of, of money printing. And I think in, in, in the process, they've reduced the integrity of the dollar. And I think that uh, people around the world have taken notice of that. And I think that Russia is is taking notice of that. And certainly Russia has its own motives in wanting to be paid in rubles. They want to, uh, of course, support support their own currency and their own economy. But guys, if if for some reason we go away from the U.S. dollar as being kind of the benchmark for trading crude oil uh, internationally, that's a big, big, big problem. We've already got issues here when it comes to our currency. I mean, inflation is raging. There's too much money in the system. Interest rates are too low. Uh, this is is really a big problem that bears watching. I don't know exactly what the long-term implications are, but I think that in the eyes of the world, certainly in the eyes of Russia, uh, the U.S. dollar as a currency has lost some integrity and perhaps a substantial amount of integrity uh, over the last several years. Uh, I watched an interview that Charlie Munger did on Yahoo finance. It was uh, three or four weeks ago, probably. 
they asked Charlie about inflation, and Charlie Munger's Warren Buffett's right hand man, of course. So he's not a he's not a fringe analyst or anything like that. He's about as mainstream uh, as it gets. Uh, Charlie Munger said that his long term thesis in regard to the U.S. dollar is that it goes to zero over the next 100 years. That's what Charlie Munger said. So there is is more prevailing sentiment as time goes on that the U.S. dollar uh, has problems, uh, that perhaps its integrity has been compromised to a significant extent. Charlie Munger says it's going to zero. Some food for thought here, guys. Rains move across the U.S. plains and the Corn Belt this morning. Snow sits over parts of the Dakotas, uh, Minnesota, a little bit of Wisconsin. And then you've got rain, a big band here from Texas through uh, eastern Oklahoma, Missouri, into Illinois, southeast uh, Iowa. And this system's going to work its way east through Illinois, Indiana. It'll be gone by uh, Friday, Saturday. you got kind of a follow-up system uh, maybe early next week that'll bring some scattered rains to the plains. Over the last several days, you've seen some decent rains in some of these HRW wheat areas, some of the western corn belt. So, um, you know, this is going to become more of a concern. Of course, corn planting has already begun in the Southern United States. It will work its way North, uh, the next seven days here look real wet for the Mid-South, real wet for Illinois too. There may be some areas in Illinois that get a little bit too wet here ahead of corn planting. Uh, that would be my thought if these rains come to fruition. U.S. stock market rallied sharply yesterday. At least part of that rally can be attributed to the news regarding a Russian withdrawal from Kiev, although the market had been trending higher for the last two weeks. So the S&P gained 1.2% yesterday. It's now rallied more than 11% from this low that was posted on March 14th. We are now only 3.3% from the all-time high that was posted back in January. So from that all-time high in January through these lows here in late February, March, this had had to do with, I think, the the Fed and the rate hike deal, uh, rising gasoline prices, uh, that sort of thing. And now the markets rallied back sharply. Uh, tech stocks led the rally yesterday. The NASDAQ was up nearly 2%. So, you know, like I said here the last couple of days, the stock market tends to climb a wall of worry. Uh, we do have a um, a jobs reporter unemployment out on Friday. Traders will watch that very closely. A lot of talk about recession. Uh, traders are, are looking at the interest rate markets. They're saying, hey, this is a, a red flag here. A lot of times this leads to recession. Uh, I suppose the counter argument would be, you know, how do you have a recession when there's 11 million open jobs? Uh, a lot of questions uh, regarding the economy, but the U.S. stock market acting very, very well. The uh, cattle market was sharply higher yesterday in the live cattle and also in the feeder cattle. Not really much cash trade to speak of. Uh, the boxes were mixed. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower this morning. The S&P is down 12 points. The Dow's down 80 points. Uh, bonds are off. Gold's up nine bucks. We've got crude oil up two dollars and seventy cents at 106.95. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.